strange stories of peculiar people and extraordinary events throughout history. This is Notorious Narratives. Hi, and welcome to Notorious Narratives. I'm Robin. I'm Jen. And tonight we are talking about the London Beer Flood of 1814. Shut your mouth. No, shut your mouth. Okay. The London Beer Flood. So, some of you that don't know about it, the London Beer Flood. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't think anyone knows about it, Robin. (laughs) So it happened on a Monday uh, of October 17th, 1814. Mondays, am I right? (laughs) I just turned into like one of those like Kathy cartoons like from the 90s. Where's your cat (laughs) and a piece of cake? Fuck, I wish I had a piece of cake. (laughs) Anyway, it happened on a fucking Monday of... (laughs) October October 17th, 1814, in the parish of St. Giles, London, England, at the Moose and Company Brewery, also known as the Horseshoe Brewery, that stood at the corner of Great Russell Street and Tottenham Court Road. Oh, Tottenham Court Road? Mm-hmm. Isn't that from Harry Potter? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, that's where they apparate to after the um, after Ron's brother's wedding to Fleur. And then, but they still fucking find them there. But yeah. Anyway, so in 1810, the brewery had a 22-foot-high wooden fermentation tank installed on the premises, and this tank was held together with massive iron rings. Each one of these rings weighed about one ton each. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. It's, like a- a, it's like a fucking like battleship. <laughs> so on the afternoon of October 17th, one of the iron rings around the tank snapped. So about an hour later, that huge vat containing over 135,000 imperial gallons or 610,000 liters of beer ruptured and it caused all the other vats in the same building to also rupture in a domino effect. Boom, 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 boom. This is like a crazy movie. <laughs> it's like the beginning of like a Mission Impossible movie. I'm or all something. about it. I'm all about it. Like but there's going to be like Jason Statham doing parkour or something. Where's Tom Cruise? So, but it does, it does get sad. I'm not there yet though, but so a witness that worked in. Yeah, it's sad. There's 600,000 liters of beer gone. No, no, that's a happy point for some people, but it's, I'll get to it. So a witness that worked in the brewery, his name was George Crick, and he said that he heard a massive explosion from inside. He says the blast took off the valve and burst into splinters. So the combination of the weight of the liquid was close to 570 tons. That's how much it weighed. Yeah. So this massive amounts of liquid just ruptured and demolished an entire wall of the brewery. As a result of all of the domino effect, more than 323,000 imperial gallons, or 1.47 million liters of beer, burst out and flooded the streets. Holy shit. <laughs> so the whole... It's like t- the weirdest day ever. You're like just strolling <laughs> to work. The weirdest, or best, or worst. It's like all the emotions. So you imagine it's like... Just, we're talking, what, 1814 London. Mm-hmm. So we're like, you know out there with like our wagons and mm. such well yeah this was in this area it was a very poor area too so, so okay so i'm like, out there with my turnip cart mm-hmm. you know yeah i don't want to i'm gonna lose all my turnips because of the river of beer it's or maybe i make that. a very interesting soup no 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 soup no soup because like the whole terrain around the brewery was fairly flat so instead of the of all the beer draining away it just kind of barricaded no it barricaded everything it just it was destruction to say the least a 15 foot wave of beer and debris 
destroyed two homes and crumbled the wall of the Tavistock Arms pub, killing a teenage employee named Eleanor Cooper, and she was uh, said to be around 15 or 16 years old. Two houses in New Street that were adjoined to the brewery were also demolished. Suddenly this is not fun. No, it's just like, it's one of those things where, you know, you laugh at some points, you cry at some points, but an overall, and then you're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) We call it history. So the first floor of one of the houses, uh, a mother and a daughter were at tea when the disaster occurred. The mother was killed instantly and the daughter was swept away. The back parts of the four houses in Great Russell Street were nearly destroyed. A servant of one of the houses was in the backyard washing pots at the time of the accident, and she was also swept away by a wave and was buried in the the remains. Her body was later recovered shortly after 8 p.m. that night as rescue efforts tried to locate the survivors. So the beer also surged through a room of people that were gathered for a wake for a two-year-old boy who had died the previous day. Four people that were attending the wake were killed. Come the fuck on, man. So three brewery workers were also rescued from the waist-deep flood and another was pulled alive from the rubble. So that, that was good. But many of the residents had to climb to the top of their tallest furniture in their home to stay above the fluid that was invading their homes. And the, the debris was so bad that it actually created barriers. So the rescue attempt was very was very poor because they couldn't get to them in time. So most of the victims were women and children because it was in the, it was in the afternoon on a Monday. And so the men were at work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once again, history sucks for women. History sucks for women. Okay, so I'm going to go into a little bit more history of the brewery and why it even bursted in, to begin with these bats and everything. Was it sabotage? No, but it's foolishness. The brewery was among the poor houses, right? So St. Giles is just all poor houses. Everyone that lived on the first floor and the basements were completely packed. Those were the people and the homes that got the most damage. Of course. And, of course, they're the ones that have the most people in them, right? Right. So at least eight people were known to have drowned in the flood or died from injuries. Eight people in London in 1814 is not a lot of people, but it's also in the afternoon on a Monday. And it's also the people that were downstairs. Everyone that lived in the homes that were the well-off were were completely fine. So nobody gave a shit. Yeah, no one gave a shit. So the brewery was eventually taken to court over the accident, but the disaster was ruled to be an act of God by the judge and the jury leaving no one responsible for any of the actions. There was just an accident. Mm-hmm. Were they like negligent in like upkeep or no no like so i'm gonna get into it because there's like some history on why the vats were so large to begin with why they were wooden why like all this like crazy stuff i mean wasn't that just the way it was then Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there were no speculations of corruption regarding the court's ruling but no official statement was actually ever made so it's kind of like did parliament have any type of money invested in these things where if they made a speculation of it they will lose money or vice versa or whatever it was right so the problem is is that the company found it difficult to cope with the financial implications of the disaster so the company found it difficult to cope with the financial implications of the disaster with a significant loss of sales made worse because they had already paid all the duty on the beer on the beer duty means tax So they made a successful application to Parliament, reclaiming the duty or tax, which allowed them to continue trading. The flood cost a brewery around £23,000, which is about, at that time, it was £1.25 million today. Or... In dollars, $1.595 million. A lot of fucking money. Yeah, in 1814, that was a lot of money. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, 
get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Try like, to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to <laughs> podcasts on. Yeah, podcast your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. So the brewery was demolished in 1922, and the Dominion Theater later occupied part of the site. In 2012, a local pub called the Holbrin Whippet started to mark the event of uh, 1814 with a vat of porter that was brewed every day for the occasion. But the thing is, uh, what's funny is that they always have a advertisement for beer on the beer flood day because when the beer flood occurred, there was all this free beer and hundreds of people went through the streets scooping up as much as they can in pots and cups and hats in like anything they can find and and, like any type of container they can find and some actually resorted to just drinking it from the street so all right giant beer fest so gross on -hmm. like so many levels Mm -hmm. hard hard gross here do you drink beer on the street Mm -hmm. 1814 1814 probably not rich robin Does she drink beer off the street? No, I'm probably one of the ones that are going to try to find the victims. Some reports say that there is a record of a the death of a ninth person a few days later suffered from alcohol poisoning. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a fucking lot of free booze. So some relatives of the victims searched the corpses of of everybody for like money and other belongings. And like, you know, so they have all these people gathering the streets. The stench of beer in the area lasted for months afterwards. And when I was reading this, because you and I, we both bartended. Can you imagine 3 a.m. on a Saturday night, the smell, the stench behind that bar before we clean it? And that add heat, add humidity, add months. And not great Nothing. sanitation at this time no, either. No, so. So, mi- so mixed urine, mixed feces. So um, the rescuers that were involved in, in going and looking for the bodies, their clothes were drenched in these in this hot malt liquor while they waded through the waist high flood. <laughs> Your hot malt liquor. <laughs> so like they were they were in waist high floods of beer and they picked through the tangle of bricks and wood with their bare hands and searched for these these people that were trapped and they actually tried to silence all the gawkers and all the frantic family members in order to hear the faint cries and the groans emerging from the ruins robin you can't go from hot malt liquor <laughs> to the saddest fucking shit that's how i run damn girl so this disaster was responsible for the gradual phasing out of wooden fermentation casks and they were later replaced with uh, a concrete lined vat well yeah because i was thinking like a lot of gas builds up so i wonder if it was well that was one of the things is like um there's um some things on here about the wooden piece and how the the one that exploded was not really deep in the fermentation so that the increase of pressure like there's a whole like science to it but so this one vat is the one that exploded why but then that one vat made everything else explode in the domino effect the other ones would have been fine if the other one didn't fucking blow a fuse you know so we're gonna get into a lot more um technical information on the vat oh 
Okay. <laughs> so I'm sorry for you craft brewers out there. Yeah. Here we go. Here's yeah. your well, story. No, no, it's not even for craft brewing. It's just it's just um just talking about a, a giant piece of large furniture basically. So like my note here is like why why large vats, right? So in seventeen eighty four English brewers finally met uh, a success in the challenge of creating a large vat that could store more mass quantities of product. That's everyone's dream, right? Store as much quantity as product as possible in order to fill demand, right? Is that the dream? Yeah. So that year, they saw the first functional and safe vats that can hold more than 2,400 barrels of liquid in each one. The breweries were able to expand their production and friendly competition arose to see who could have the largest storage vats for their product. It became a matter of both pride and prestige in order to be able to say that they have the largest vat in London. I need to take a sip. I'm stuck on largest vat in London. (laughs) That's not what they called me in high school. I do not have the largest vat in London. I would have dropped out. (laughs) And another brewer actually held a dinner party for 100 people inside one of their empty vats. Just basically to show people this is how big it gets. This is a big one. Mine's bigger than yours. 100 people inside of a vat. So do they like turn it sideways? No, no, they're open. Um, so so in my mind, I'm imagining like down a on the back. giant barrel mm-hmm. and then they turn it sideways. Are you talking more? It looks more like a bank vault. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm imagining like the bank vault. Like, Well, yeah, because like on, on normal vats, there's always an opening for air, but or and also there's a ladder that goes on top, and so they pour the mixture in from the top. Sure. So it gradually, so it produces all the way down to the bottom. Right. But on the bottom, there's valves, but these valves also have these giant holes in it, so they can able, you know, so like. But I imagine like, that's what I was just thinking. Like a hundred people, ever, like that's a lot, a lot of people. So have you ever seen the movie Strange Brew? Yes. Yeah. This, this is that. <laughs> <laughs> these giant vats of beer that people jump into and they just drink themselves out but no like this guy he invited all these people 100 people inside because he needed to show off his large vat i mean every man wants to show off his large vat oh yeah right that's not just historic anyway sorry so <laughs> so soon capacity is raging between 10,000 and 20,000 barrels for each single vat were being created in the middle of the competition the actual quantity of construction for the vats came second to the overall capacity and the size so this is where they were setting themselves up for failure basically. quantity over quality comes from they're like oh more yeah more, very more. good yeah absolutely so the um the witness earlier that i talked about george crick he was a worker at the brewery and he had witnessed rings fall off of vats pretty frequently and every time they fell off he would write a letter to the partners and these partners were actually the construction guys too like they built these things they were in charge of the whole operations and what's funny is that he wrote a letter about this particular ring and he had it on him and a half hour later the vat exploded so he didn't even give it to them in time so he was already concerned about the ring Mm -hmm. because it was like looking shaky Mm -hmm. well the ring fell off and he was just like another one another one really and so he wrote about it and was going to give it off the 22 foot vat was filled up to about four inches from the top when the disaster occurred it had been built about eight or nine years ago and it was always kept filled it also had an opening on the top that was about a yard wide and the beer it stored was old enough so no, so it no longer needed to be in the process of fermentation. This meant that a buildup in the internal pressure was not the cause of the failure. Crick 
also observed the foundation underneath the vat and he noticed that it was not disturbed which is could only mean that the rivets in the wood had given out on the hoops holding it as the hoop that fell off earlier had been intact so crick did not see what happened outside the brewery after the accident and he was because he was just too busy going around and saving everyone else in the brewery so basically the rivets in the wood gave out so basically because men just needed bigger and bigger vats Mm -hmm. that's the reason why these people died Mm -hmm. so lame i know it's gonna be a little sad for like a second i'm gonna i'm gonna read off some names and their ages of some of of the eight victims just because i think that they deserve a little say absolutely everyone like if we're gonna talk about history you have to be reverent Mm -hmm. to those who have lost their lives Mm -hmm. because of these disasters so these people that i'm gonna read just remember that i mentioned earlier that they were mostly women and children because the men were at work because it was a random Monday afternoon. So the first person I'm going to say is Hannah Bamfield. She was four years old. Sarah Bates was three. Catherine Butler was 63. Eleanor Cooper, who was the one, the beer, the barmaid at the bar, she was between 15 and 16 years old. We have no idea. Mary Mullivy, 30. Thomas Mullivy, 3. Anne Seville, 53. And Elizabeth Smith, 27. So because Parliament basically ruled this accident as an act of god and since there was no full responsibility for everything that happened the victims families were in charge of paying for their funerals and as i mentioned before this was a poor area and so the londoners when they went and paid their respects they clinked pennies and shillings and they put them on a plate and they gathered around all the people so they can help pay for their funeral that's lovely i thought that was really really sweet yeah i mean like at least community is trying to help out everyone's just so pissed off i'm like god you kidding me act of god i don't know like i kind of think that it was like it was an accident like they didn't know this was going to happen they were like oh my god like it let's was just make these god. big vats and then like who the fuck cares because we could end up with like tons of beer this had never happened before yeah. so if something's never happened before you can't conceive of it right yeah you can't expect someone to be prepared for something that's never happened but george crick he wrote letters and he gave them to the partners so they were aware of the rings constantly falling off the last time the ring fell Crick never was able to give the last no, letter to the owners, I get that, but and like that's how, when it exploded. But like they could have, they should have done something. What were they going to do? Just make them smaller? Like they probably didn't think I mean, that, that was an option. They were already weighing a ton. I don't know. What, I don't know what that's you what can I mean. do. I mean, that's like an entire redesign, right? From start and you're to like, you know, and, you're and some, you, but you're also in competition. You're like, well, we can't change it because so and so down the road they have their vats and exactly. they're, they're at twenty feet. We're at twenty two. We can't change right. anything. I mean, I'm sure it was it was a completely unforeseen disaster. Nothing like this has happened ever again. No, so not with beer. No, it's not like right. It's not like this was just happening left and right. People were like, yeah, foot who cares? Wave of beer. Yeah, I mean, flooded the streets of London. I have to agree with the act of God. I do think that. When they got the like, when they got the duty returned to them, though, I do think that they should have paid for the funerals. Though. There was eight. There was eight it's people. Not that many funerals, and I'm sure the duty on six hundred and fifteen thousand liters of beer was surely enough to fix your shit at the, at and pay for end, a few funerals. At the end, it was like one point four seven million liters. I'm like, you can, you can fucking do something with this. Thank you. I mean, you can spend how what a hundred dollars for each person, right? Like you know be thoughtful Mm -hmm. be mindful of like what has happened and it was you know surely unintentional but still somewhat due to like negligence yeah i just hope that like maybe it doesn't 
It doesn't mention anything about the men of the family, the, the men of the victims. It doesn't say that like, oh, maybe their employers helped out, you know, with something, you know, and be like, oh, wow. Because if, if London in general is helping out all these families, then I, I hope that someone got some support in some way. Yeah. One last thing I'm going to talk about is there it may or may not be a London beer flood ghost. Yes, please. <laughs> so in January of 2012, there's this guy, his name is Stuart C. He actually didn't give his last name. I don't think he gave his last name. So he took a photograph in the Dominion Theater, and it is where the resting place of the brewery used to be. And in between the couple is an image of a deathly pale girl. Hmm. I think it looks photoshopped. But I'm also skeptical. I'm always like, that's not real. Oh, yeah. We're pretty skeptical. We watch all the ghost shows, too. So, Stuart believes that the image may be of Eleanor Cooper. I was about to say, of course it's going to be of the girl. Mm Mm-hmm. So, the young... Yeah, she was a young barmaid that drowned. But the Dominion Theater, it it stands where everything is. And so, he believes Yeah, but it stands where the brewery was, not where the bar where she worked was. So, why would she show up there? Right? It was right next door. It had a a joining wall. Right. Yeah. So, it was like the brewery's bar. Yeah. So, So, Stuart said that at the time he took the photo there was no one sitting behind him in the rows behind him because in the minute theater they were actually there for a show and then where the row behind him was completely empty so no there so neither him nor anyone else can explain the photo and when the seats behind him were finally occupied it was by two men no other woman or girl was ever in the area the dominion theater is meant to have its ghosts with people reporting a wide range of strange phenomena so a giggling girl an entity that likes to throw things around and a man who looks like he worked in some kind of factor. Hmm. The theater was built in the 1920s, but these ghosts are seen to be wearing older garments. Regardless of anything, there's always some type of speculation on these sightings because some people are capturing photos of people and they're like, oh, maybe they're actor. There's always someone in an older garb. Yeah. That's basically what it is. So so that's the, the, the story of the ghosts. Like, there's no proof there's no non-proof there's never proof is non-proof a word i just made it a word regardless of whether the story or the pictures of the ghost is true or not it's still really pretty fascinating history you know oh yeah i mean this whole story is kind of fucking bananas i know i know (laughs) i know a lot of weird history stories i have never heard this story because like you know i I don't want to give away for like future topics because i have a lot of ideas based on this one but there are a lot of crazy floods that happened around this world. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to, I don't want to spoil anything for more, for more future podcasts. Hey man, I am ready. <laughs> Born ready. So, you know, the story of the London beer flood, a tragic tale of lost life and spilt beer. Just another notorious narrative. Have a show idea? Send it on over to us along with any questions, comments, or corrections to notoriousnarratives at gmail.com. You can follow us on our Instagram at Notorious Narratives and Twitter at Notorious Tales. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Every review helps other listeners to find us. Thanks so much.